first question, do we have hesitations with God? <laughs> oh my, today we dive into two more wonders in our list of 10 wonders found in peace. Peace with God and peace on the earth. In this episode, we will be exploring ways to find peace with God and overcome any doubts or hesitations that may be holding us back. And I include an activation. We don't just talk about it in this podcast. Nope. We take the bull by the horns. Amen. I'm going to share a personal and candid testimony about struggles we all face while building a relationship with God, fears that hindered us from trusting Him completely. It is a journey with constant discoveries to deepen our real person experience that God is always there for you. You will be inspired, enlightened from true life experiences. I hand you valuable aha moments on overcoming our own hesitations with God and find the peace that we all need. So sit back, close the door to hesitations. (laughs) You're laughing at me. Okay, I understand. While dinner is on the stove or you're putting another load of laundry in the dryer or you're stuck in traffic, oh my goodness, the bliss of headphones and multitasking. Self, we have more to discover. I am so glad faith is not a journey we do alone. Amen. I'll see you on the inside. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So today, our third wonder, peace with God, with. That's the key here, with, right? Sandwiched in between. And what does a key do? It opens and it locks. Let me give you a snippet here from Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Even when we feel distance, Jesus has provided a clear path of being at peace with God. Highlight, Jesus has provided a clear path. It's already provided. I've highlighted many other familiar scriptures. You'll find them in the show notes. Our peace 
It's the Hebrew word shalom, meaning completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. Yeah. This morning, when I was overlooking my notes again and again, tweaking here and then, and putting the last of my thoughts for my journaling and encountering him to have this conversation with you today, I reminded peace that comes with knowing God. It is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I don't say that lightly, you know, surpassing all understanding. That seems huge. And it's it's one that I've experienced firsthand with him. <laughs> because for the longest time, I struggled with an anxiety and worry, and I didn't know how to keep my mind quiet. And there were constant feelings like I was drowning in my own thoughts. But then I discovered the power of ascended prayer and meditation, stepping through the veil of him. And through that quiet reflection and deepening of my intimate experiential knowledge of him. Yeah, experiential. It's real, it's touchable, it's tangible. My faith, it grew. And I found that my worries began to fade away. I learned to trust God's plan for my life and let go of the things I couldn't control. Now, I'm not saying that I never worry or feel anxious anymore. Nope, nope, nope. But when those feelings arise, I know that I can turn to God for comfort and guidance. <laughs> my relationship with Holy Spirit as my life friend is the direct link. It's that key for that experiential comfort. And it's tangible. And that brings me a sense of peace that years ago I never thought was possible. Let me put some bullet marks behind that. It is a practice mindset. Yeah, I had to practice it. Um, that practice regarding changing the way my mind went round and round. I had to practice and allow him to make changes so that it would transform. Well, that eventually gives way to a habit. I get used to doing it. And that eventually it dovetails so that my original nature in him, it's sandwiched together. Those mindsets and habits, they just suck right into my original nature in him. And it becomes my coming and going and my daily lifestyle with God. I'm going to share with you a candid life story. My been there, done that, learning about peace. Years ago, well, let me give a little backstory. The first house that Don and I purchased in Oregon when Two of our sons, Joseph and Jace, were just toddlers, was a remodeled school on a popular fairway. God just blessed that. That purchase doubled in almost three years, and that gave us 
the down payment to purchase a 12-acre farm in Aurora. It is a national antique district. It's right up my alley, right? I love all those lovely old things. So Aurora Colony, also called Aurora Mills, was a Christian utopia communal society founded in 1856 by William Keel. It is modern-day Aurora, Oregon. At its peak in 1868, the Aurora Colony had about 600 people and 15,000 acres of land. There was our little farm in that 15,000 acres. That colony was a group of people for religious freedom who traveled the Oregon Trail. Our house was built in 1873 by the adult first-generation children of this colony. There was plenty of room to grow in all its nooks and crannies as our family grew to four sons. One of my fondest memories when they were just wee little (laughs) was milking Eve, our first Jersey cow. It was a real little house on the prairie moment. I remember it was snowing outside and my forehead was resting against her warm thigh. The barn, oh, what a treasure. It wasn't built with nails, but wooden pegs. This is a time before nails were even invented. (laughs) God taught me to pray right there in that little rustic barn with my Jersey cow. He introduced me to Holy Spirit and he healed me. For five years, Don and I had our own start-up auto repair business, a real adventure of faith. We ended up losing the business and eventually we lost our farm. Needless to say, our hearts were so broken and our tails were between our legs when we moved to Corvallis, where we currently live. You know, peace isn't always comfortable, explainable. And that's, that's why he calls a portion of peace, because it passes understanding. It took us about seven years of financial cleanup before we could again purchase another home. But the high insight, all that, and that's a big but. God and I have a promise of restoration for that particular heartache that looks just like me including all the nostalgic Victorian architecture. Yeah. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He puts the word on the page of our lives, and he publishes them. Engaging heaven. (laughs) It's like reading the back of the book ahead of time. I love this quote by Jim Rohn. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. 
don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills, and don't wish for less challenge, wish for more wisdom. (laughs) I love it. I have a feeling he never met her wisdom. (laughs) God, thank you for heaven. And yes, I have episodes around the corner with her name on it. (laughs) Gratitude, gratefulness, God is good. So if you find yourself struggling with that unknown, the anxiety or worry, (laughs) I encourage you to take a moment to connect with God. (laughs) That bull, we're going to take those horns right now. Let's activate that right now with some breath, right? Breathe in and hold it for just a few seconds and breathe out. Let's do that again. We're going to breathe in deeply in and hold it for a few seconds And imagine that when you breathe out, the worry goes right along with it. Worry out, anxiety hushed. (laughs) More room for God, right? (laughs) Just to clarify, God has all the room he needs inside of you. It's simply... Our awareness of him, like opening the door to a friend saying, come on in. (laughs) So in my intro, I used the word hesitation. Let's unpack that. The definition of the word is a state of indecision or being uncertain. Again, part of our activation. I invite you to join me in changing the frequencies, ah, those stressors that are our odds within us, that state of indecision or being uncertain. Join me. Father, I ask for forgiveness for doubt and unbelief. The action of delaying or pausing before saying or doing something? Father, I ask for forgiveness for doubting myself. I trust our relationship and you are very aware of who I am and the calls of my life. And I rest and I take peace in our oneness. It's a feeling of fear or anxiety about something that may happen. (laughs) In the show notes, I have created a graphic with the word hesitation. I use it as an acronym. Take a moment. You can pause the episode, click over there, open it up, and then look at it while we're talking here. Visuals help me so much to paint a Holy Spirit thought in my mind. So hesitation, when I broke it down, eh, I tweaked it just a bit. 
He sits at my union. Hesitation. He sits at my union. It dovetails. He sits at my union. Hebrews 4.12 in the message. God spoke to us in Christ. He, he, he spoke to us in and through Christ's life, in his living and his ruling and reigning self in the kingdom of heaven. He's speaking to us in all of that. It's the most life-giving and dynamic influence in us. It's, it cuts like a surgeon's scalpel, sharper than a soldier's sword, piercing to the deepest core of human conscience, to the dividing of soul and spirit, ending the dominance of the sense realm, and it neutralizes effect upon the human spirit. In this way, a person's spirit is freed to become the ruling influence again in thoughts and intentions in our hearts. The scrutiny of this this living sword, this logos, it detects every possible disease, discerning the body's deepest secrets where joint and bone marrow meet. (laughs) So see, that was a powerful breath. It frees a person's spirit. It's like open the with God, turning the key with God in company, alongside, in addition to, in support of, by means of receiving emails, updates, tech messages in modern language. Yep, it's relational nearness with God, connected, connection, association among, association in thought, comparison or contrast, simultaneous happenings. (laughs) I love that. Simultaneous happenings. Let's give testimony here. Raise your hand if these occurrences happen to you. You see numbers multiplied. Yep. Yeah. You see like one, 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 and four, 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 and fives. Yep. And also, cool thing, this happens to you, right? Oh, an important text or email, and the time happens to be. 2.22 or 11.11, just at that time. Or God wakes you up at 5.55 or 4.44, amen, right? I call that divine texting and affirmations of being with God, with God, in connection, association, right? What other heavenly habits can uh, assist us in that partnership? Yep. Praying, ascending, meditating, repentance. Now I'm going to put a tweak on the word. Repentance is just changing our mind. Having a conversation with him, thinking about him, remembering how he thinks of us, listening and worship and worship lifestyle, gratefulness and gratitude. I'm going to have a little more fun with this, okay? Divine occurrences when a simultaneous happening, 
That's a big word to say, simultaneous. <laughs> you know, when your numbers and that kind of stuff happens. And, you, and what about when you're thinking about someone and then they call you with, within moments? I want to be practical here so we understand the power of thought, of frequency, of sound. When God is thinking about us, get a hold of that. God is thinking about us when all those little tweaks and heavenly divine simultaneous happenings are going on. He's thinking about us. Imagine a sound or a vibration or a frequency, the movement of light, and we are made in his image. It happens to us that means that it's a happening going from us. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to give you a little hint here. So when I see an angel or a member of the cloud of witnesses, if they walk into the room or they walk into the dimension that my understanding goes, oh, hey, heads up here. How I can explain that, it, it's like I see the fragments of light, they change. As if someone passes their hand in front of your face and the light molecules, they just go, whoa, you just, you just see them. That's what cues me to turn in, to turn aside, to realize that, oh, there's an angel that's here in the room or a member of the cloud of witnesses. And when I turn into it, then my perceptions and my spiritual senses pick up the message or the purpose or what's going on or just the plain old coolness. Ah, check out that angel. How cool is that? Fascinating, huh? Yeah. Thank God for the peace with you, with you. Teach us, show us, reveal more to us. Amen. I could just keep talking and talking, but we have another wonder to get underneath our belt today. Peace on the earth. Peace on the earth. This is so fun. So in Luke 2, 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. Now let me read that again from the mere translation. God's highest and grandest intentions in the heavens is dovetailed upon the earth in unbroken incarnate oneness. In being human, he exhibits his delight in mankind. Okay, pull it apart. Let's get some more meat out of it. Jesus is our perfect peace. Jesus on the inside of it, us, he's on the inside of us. It's his personhood of peace. We don't have to muster it up or pump the the pump knew it. It's him. He is our peace. Jesus is delighted with you and I, and that equals peace. God's highest and grandest intention is dovetailed upon the earth. 
unbroken, incarnate oneness, the true meaning of peace on the earth, right? That's past tense. It brings a call to action for us. We're familiar with that scripture during the holiday season. We often hear the phrase, peace on earth. It's become a beautiful sentiment, but what does it really mean? A good question, right, Kristen? We gather together during the holiday with loved ones and we reflect on the passing year. It's hard not to think about uh, the state of the world. We can't talk about peace on the earth without saying, ah, really, the state of the world. And this comes very close to home for me as I have family members of mine and they struggle with the realness that's hosted on the evening news, state of the world, right? Thus, what happens is the mind battles and torments with what comes from cell phone reporting news. Yeah, it's somebody's cell phone that put those pictures on the TV. And then we are constantly bombarded with the news of violence, hatred, and unrest. Personally, I do not watch the news. I limit exposure via a trusted news source delivered to my inbox. Mm -hmm. I left you that connection in the show notes. God and I have developed a relationship with understandings. Peace on the earth. Peace on the earth. I guard my mind and my heart from... <laughs> The state of the world, especially when that state is being manipulated. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship and the understanding with God. It's, it's like a trusted friend or a family member. If there is a crisis in the world, I ask God if he would like me or us, him and I, to look into it. Now, first and foremost, God is able to bring information to you and I. We don't need to seek news out. That's where we're protecting our hearts and our, and our thoughts and our mindsets that we work so hard to keep quiet and still and focused. And sometimes when I ask him, God, would you like us to do anything about that? And he'll say, no, I've got it covered. When he says that to me, I trust that he's found a handful of individuals who are empowered and anointed to do this. <laughs> Peace. But sometimes he says, yes, Kristen, let's, let's have a look into this. Okay, I know how to do that. He's going to show me the things that need to be done in the courts of heaven. So this understanding brings me peace and it keeps me protected within the area of my own influence. And that area is written on my destiny school, ordained and empowered, safe and peace. Peace. So despite all of this, we must remember that we have the power to make 
differences, differences in our own life and differences in our neighborhood and in our comings and going. Because true peace on the earth may seem totally overwhelming and impossible, but it does start with small acts of kindness, kindness to self first by guarding your heart and mind in him, and then kindness to others and compassion in our daily lives. When we treat each other with respect and understanding, we can build a world. We can change and transform a world where love triumphs over fear and hate. Knowing Jesus is a lifestyle. People don't have to ask you if you are part of the family. They know it. What does it mean for God's highest and grandest intention to be dovetailed upon the earth, unbroken, incarnate, that oneness? <laughs> Past tense, okay? That's, that's done. The house is already built. <laughs> dovetailed. It's where it fits tightly together and it makes it interlocking, joint between two pieces. It it means to dovetail, to cut a dovetail, to be fitted skillfully, to form a whole, to fit together with, to fit together into whole. John 14, 27 says, peace be with you. I give you my own peace. This is not the kind the world gives. This is a peace in the midst of troubled times. Therefore, you have nothing to fear. Let not your hearts be troubled or timid, unbroken, incarnate, oneness, peace on the earth. So when I look at a dovetail, I see a male and a female parts fitting perfectly together. We fit perfectly together with and in him. We are dovetailed in peace. So good, so good. Thank you, God. So next week, we're going to talk about peacemaking and having peace. Mm. But before we go, I feel a prompting from Holy Spirit to go back to our activation. We've been challenged and touched and inspired and made to think about things differently. (sighs) Okay, let's breathe in deep (laughs) and hold it for just a few seconds. And imagine when you breathe out, worry goes right along with it out. Worry out, anxiety hushed. Breathe in, breathe out, more room for God. (laughs) Now let's think about that word, hesitation. Hesitation with God. We're going to use our key with here. We're going to open it up even further. We're going to step fully through the threshold. The door's wide open. Hesitation, remember, is a state of indecision or being uncertain. 
the action of delaying or pausing before we say or do something, or it's a feeling of fear and anxiety, something that may happen. And remember our acronym, he sits at my union. There's the dovetail, okay? There is the dovetail. Father, you sit at my union. Father, we ask for forgiveness, for partnering with doubt, unbelief. We ask for forgiveness for doubting ourself, doubting our relationship with you, doubting and not trusting that we hear your voice. And you are very aware of each of us, what makes us special and unique, the calls on our lives. <laughs> we rest. And Father God, we ask for forgiveness for partnering with fear and anxiety. <laughs> Lord, we just ask by the power of Holy Spirit to illuminate experientially the tangible touch of you sitting at our union. He sits at my union. Is God. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. So I encourage you just to stay right there. Enjoy His goodness and thank Him for that touch. Just hold on to it. <laughs> so good. Pop over to the show notes again. Look at the pictures, look at the graphics. I invite you to share this episode with a dear one that maybe needs to be reminded about peace with God the with. Share the key with him. Share it, okay? Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I am blessed. I'm always blessed, encouraged, and say, oh, God, I have more questions, more things to experience with you. You have a absolutely wonderful rest of your day i like i like i like <laughs> i love i love you i love hanging out with you i love hanging out with holy spirit in the midst of our conversation and listening <laughs> good stuff i will talk to you again next week bye now <laughs>